before we get into this episode of the podcast, I want to remind you guys the 10-year anniversary live recording of this podcast is happening on August 11th at Title One. Show starts at 6 o'clock. It is free. All ages are invited. Send me a message if you want more information. Otherwise, I want to personally welcome you out today to a brand new episode of I Am Salt Lake Podcast. If you're new to the podcast, if you haven't listened to it yet, let me take a moment, introduce myself. My name is Chris Hollifield. I am the host of the show. I'm also a real estate agent here in Salt Lake City, and I want to welcome you to episode 556, where I get a chat with Momo Herman from Momo's Gourmet Cheesecake. This is a fun conversation. We get to talk about her story and what the motivation was for her to start Momo's Gourmet Cheesecake. We talk about her food truck. We talk about her two locations. We talk about obstacles. And we talk about what Momo loves about living in Utah. Hey, before we get into that conversation, like I mentioned at the very start, I'm a real estate agent here in Salt Lake City. So if you're thinking of moving to the area or possibly just moving across town, Maybe you have some questions, or maybe you know someone else who needs a real estate agent. Give me a call, shoot me a text message. I'd love to answer any questions that you might have. Uh, My direct cell phone number, write this number down, you guys. Seriously, if you know anybody looking for a real estate agent, give them this number, 801-244-2908. And hey, if you just want to text me, say hello. If you want to find out about the live podcast recording happening on August 11th, shoot me a text as well. All right, like I said, Momo Herman from Momo's Gourmet Cheesecake. She's on this episode of the podcast. This is a good one. Let's jump into it. I mean, I want to start uh, just with how the idea to start Momo's Gourmet Cheesecake came about. What was the inspiration? I mean, I think that would be probably a good place to start the story and lay this out for the listeners. Yeah, um, I feel like I don't really have a traditional starting story. <laughs> Everybody has an interesting one. Though. Um, I mean, there, there had to yeah. be, a, you know. Yeah, it's a little bit unique. So um, I graduated and started working in social work. That's um, a, one of my passions is helping people and that type of thing. So I was a caseworker. And after I had my first baby, I was at home and... I felt like I kind of needed a little something else, um, maybe on the side to do. And I wasn't really sure what that was going to be. So when my son was about five months old, we went to visit my in-laws in Chicago. And my mother-in-law was throwing me a baby shower. And for the baby shower, she asked me if I would make a cheesecake. I don't know why, but she just did. I'd never made cheesecake before. And I agreed to do it because I personally love cheesecakes. I was like, sure like we'll try it out and so me and my husband made a cheesecake and it turned out like really good and like not cracked like cheesecakes can be a little bit difficult sometimes so not only that but it tastes really good and so I got really excited and my family loves cheesecake especially my dad and so I came home from my trip and I was like I gotta make you a cheesecake so I started making it like weekly and then pretty soon I started trying new flavors started trying like developing recipes and adding my own twist. And so I really enjoyed the process. I loved what was being made. My family loved it. And so within a couple of months, I was like, maybe I can just do this, sell it to like friends and family and just have a little, little hobby to have. And so that's kind of how it started. 
No, no, maybe I missed it there. Let's back up just a little bit. So you made a cheesecake for somebody's now and what continued, like what, where, what made you want to continue making them again? What, what did you say? Just that I thought it turned out really good. Okay. I love cheesecake and so does my family. And so when I came home from my trip, I was like, I got to make this for my family. I got gotcha. So I just started doing it more and more trying new things with that. What, um, so, so you were like, I need to start a business with this or like, when did that come about for you then? Yeah. So the first cheesecake I made was October of 2015. And by the end of November, 2015, I decided that I wanted to start a small business. So pretty quickly, um, I feel like there's not really a market right now or then for cheesecake, like there's cheesecake factory, and then other dessert places have it, but there's not like one place that really focuses on it that you can get like really good cheesecake. And so I thought that it was something that I could offer. Sure, um, sure. So I was just going to do it out of my house, keep it really small and just kind of post it on Facebook to friends and family. So that's kind of how it started. Well, and that's what they say, right? Like specialize in something and do it well. And that's really right. ultimately what you're doing with cheesecake is you're doing it well. Yeah. Now you said, okay, you, you're going to market this to friends and family on Facebook. I found you on Instagram. Is that, I mean, did yeah, you, did you get on it? Did you get on Instagram <laughs> right away? Or, I mean, obviously social media plays a big part in your company. Yeah. Yeah. That's all we do for marketing basically. So, um, so I think I did Facebook for just a couple years. Um, and we started to grow. I started to get like wedding orders and get um, a little bit bigger. And so I tried to get on Instagram, but it was really difficult for me to like be consistent, which you really need for a business. And so go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, what was difficult about being consistent for you? So I love like making the cheesecakes and doing all that. As far as like making content, you need to be posting every day. There's certain like hashtags. There's like, there's a lot that goes into sure. Instagram and marketing and that just didn't interest me as much. And so I would just post, I don't know, once a week or even less just because it wasn't where my passion was. And so I, yeah, don't feel like I was as good at that. So do you, are, are I mean, you're obviously still on social media. Have you outsourced that now then? Have you hired somebody right. to take care? Okay. Yeah. So you, that's freed you up a little bit for cheesecake making. Yes. Yeah. So in, so I did it out of my house for four years, 2019. Um, my dad came to me and he was like, do you want to like make this a legitimate business? Do you want to go for it? And that really appealed to me. And so I was like, yeah, let's do it. And so that's when he became my partner, my business partner, and he built me a food truck. And so I started out as a food truck once I was like ready to really go for it. Okay. So this is interesting. I want to lay this out a little bit for the listeners. So you started making, and you were, you started selling them back in 2015. Yep. Okay. Yep. So you're selling them from 2015 to 2019. So for four years, you're, you're selling them. And you looked at it as a business, right? I mean, you saw it as a business, but then your dad said, let's make it a legitimate business. I mean, what did he mean by that? What? So, yeah, I was just doing it out of my home, very small, like two or three orders a but month. But you were making money from it though, right? You were enjoying yeah, so like it, right? A little, yeah, a little side thing. And yeah, it gave me something that I enjoyed and it really helped me have like a creative outlet because I don't feel like I had that before. 
Um, so that was where I was like getting my creative outlet, kind of making a little bit of money. My husband and I actually owned a business, a different business at that time. Um, my husband owned a gym and so we were doing that and weren't making as much as we would like. So I was trying to, you know, supplement a little bit. And as we got bigger and started getting like wedding orders, I think my dad saw that there was more potential. And so that's kind of like where he came to me and he's like, do you want to like more like not legitimate, but like, do you want to make this like a full-time thing? Do you want to make more money? Do you want to really go after this dream? So what changed when your dad came in? So he came in and said, let's make it legitimate. Is that when you took it out of your home then and maybe went into a commercial yeah. kitchen or did you get a storefront or, or what happened there? So that's when we opened the food truck. And okay. I was baking out of the food truck. Everything was out of the food truck at that time. Um, and yeah, I just feel like when my dad kind of said that he would come on as my partner, um, I felt like I would get the help and support I needed to like put more time and energy into it because with running our other business that took a lot of time and energy especially for my husband and then in the ways that I helped and so I didn't feel like we could do both but if my dad was going to step in and take on like the things that he could take on for a cheesecake business then I was like okay yes I can do this I can like really push it and move forward with this business and this dream Awesome. This is, this is really interesting. So when did the, so you started at the food truck, when did the actual brick and mortar storefronts come into place then for you? So a year later, so we started the food truck August of 2019 and we were doing like just different events, like food, farmers markets was a big one. Um, and we were, you know, getting a little bit more traction, but it was still like fairly small. And then in 2020, like right at the beginning, February is when I decided to reach out and have someone come on to do our social media. Mm -hmm. So my social media marketing manager, her name's Noelia. She came on and she was like, I believe in you. I believe in this product. I want to help you grow. Like, let me help you. Cause we didn't really like make a ton. We didn't have a ton of funds. And so I knew that that was like a big investment. I wasn't sure like how that would work, but she was like, let's like do this on a sliding scale. I'm going to help you out. And each month we'll like get closer to like what I want to be getting paid and all that anyway. But she has a master's. She is intuitive. She knows how to do that world. And so that's when she came in and we really started to grow from there. Um, And so that's how we've gotten to where we are now. And like, yeah, it's like our main source of getting information out, getting the word out and getting people in is our Instagram. But, but the, but the storefronts part, what? Oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 So when did they, how did grow. that come that about? Yeah. <laughs> so we started to grow from that. And so we got to the point where I couldn't produce in the uh-huh. truck. Like it was too small. We were getting too big. So a year later, August, 2020, we opened our first shop in Provo so that we could have more space and be able to do more volume. And that's at 1364 North Freedom Boulevard right there in Provo, right? Or do you, or is that yeah, moved? So I we, guess you, you maybe didn't start moved. there. I guess. Yeah, we actually moved two doors down, so we're still in the same building. It's still at Alpine Village, and it's thirteen ninety four North Freedom Boulevard. We just needed more space, so just like a month ago, we moved a couple doors down. Okay, so okay, this is cool though. So you have a Provo store in a South Jordan store, and these yep. are both physicals. I mean, they're open during the day, right? People could stop by at any time, or are they? Are, yep. So, okay. So, I mean, you must have quite a bit of employees now then. I mean, if you had your, you brought your dad on in 2019 as a business partner, 
But now yep. you have two stores and you're talking to me in the middle of the day. So obviously you're not working at the <laughs> store. So you must have employees. Yeah. yeah. So in the beginning, I was doing everything. Um, when we had the truck, I was doing all the baking. I was doing most of the selling, having a little bit of help from family. Uh-huh. But yeah, once we opened the stores, it was like, okay, we need to start hiring. So yes, I have probably 10 employees in Provo. And then we have about four in South Jordan. Um, to yeah, keep everything. Why running. did why did you pick those two locations, Provo and South Jordan? What uh, any any reasons behind those two locations? Um, so for Provo, we were just looking for something fairly close to where we lived to make it easy. And when we found the store location, it just really fit for the size and everything. We felt like that was just a good spot for us um, to be making out of. Because what we found is that with a truck, people come to us. So we didn't feel like we needed to be like an easy traffic area, but that people were willing to travel. Because when we had the truck, people were driving from north of Salt Lake, super far west, super far south. And so we knew that people would come wherever we were. Mm -hmm. So after we opened Provo, we knew we wanted to get into Salt Lake Valley um, because we had a lot of people coming down from Salt Lake and they wanted something closer to them. And so we searched all over the valley and the location we found just fit what we needed and the sizing and all of that. Are you still doing the food truck at all? So we do have it and we use it for weddings and catering special events. Um, but it's not out like on a weekly basis or anything like that. Awesome. Awesome. Let's talk about that. You, you mentioned weddings a couple of times. Um, so, I mean, if listeners wanted to hire you to do their wedding, I mean, how would that work? I mean, I guess you would just do their wedding cakes and I mean, I guess you'd probably do other cheesecakes for weddings too or, or whatnot. It's not just their wedding cake, I guess. Yeah. So I don't know if you kind of have seen what we do. So one way that we are unique is we offer offer several sizing uh-huh. of cheesecakes. So it's not just come in and get a slice. Sure. Um, we wanted to make it so that there were smaller sizes so you could try a couple. And then if you know you love something, then there's bigger sizes. So we have minis and they come in these little three ounce cups. We sell those in four packs. And so you can come in and try four flavors. And then we have cuties and those ones are double the size. And those are about the size of a slice of cheesecake, but it still comes in the cup. So it's easy to eat, easy to transfer. And then we have four inch personal ones, which are a good serving that if you love that flavor, you can come in and get those. So for like wedding catering, minis are really popular because they come in these cups. It's really easy to hand out. It's cute. It's just, it's worked really well for bigger events. And then I also do wedding cakes. So yeah, people can come and get either or, or both if they wanted. And, um, I figured out how to do tiered cheesecakes. So like stacking cheesecakes, that's not really something that's very common. Yeah. I was going to say, I've never seen that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's something that I worked on for a few years and finally felt comfortable enough to start offering that. And so that's something that I do every weekend in the summer during um, wedding season. And it's been really fun because like I said, I, it really helps me be creative. And so I've enjoyed doing that. And that's important to have a creative outlet. I think people, uh, so many people I talk to on a regular basis, they don't have that creative outlet, right. To, to, to do stuff. And it's, you start to lose a little bit of your soul. I feel like when you're yeah. not, uh, when you don't have that creative outlet. What about, um, so I have people listening that, uh, might be thinking of starting their own business, right? not necessarily Mm -hmm. a cheesecake business, not even necessarily a food-based business. I'm just curious if you might have one or two pieces of advice that you might give someone that might want to open up their own business. 
I know I kind of putting you on the spot here with that, but, yeah, uh, so like I said, my husband and I owned our own business before Momo's. Mm -hmm. So we had a gym. So I do feel like I have some insight because we ended up closing the gym okay. to really focus on Momo's. So I've had a gym or a business that has, I don't want to say failed, but we chose to close that chapter. And then I have a business now that I feel like is thriving. So, um, I never thought that I would be an entrepreneur. I never thought that I would have these experiences, but that's just kind of <laughs> what's happened. But a couple of things that I think are really important in starting your own business is one, um, having a good work and home life balance, because when you start a business, you're really like taking a leap and you're putting yourself out there and you need to give a hundred percent, but you can't like give your whole life to it. If that makes sense. Cause I think that you burn out and you can't continue to give yourself as much as you need to, to the business, if you, you know, are exhausted and burnt out. And so finding a balance to where you have time to work, you give a hundred percent, but you are taking time for home life and taking care of yourself. So I think that was a big thing for us to learn with our first business. Um, and then a second thing is one thing that I think my parents really taught me, especially my dad, my dad, has a business major and has been an entrepreneur. So I've seen his example and with this business and throughout my life is I think that a lot of people go in to start a business and they feel like they need to invest like a ton of money, get all of top of the line, save the arc equipment. Um, they feel like they need the absolute best, brightest, shiniest, newest, everything. Um, where I have found that you can find good, reliable things and equipment and what you need for a business and you can find it used and you can find it for cheaper and you can take smaller steps. Like you don't have to jump to, you know, a huge location and it's just, uh, I don't know, I guess baby steps for me and kind of watching it grow little by little and investing just what you need at the beginning. And as you get bigger, you can get nicer things as you go. I don't know if that makes sense. No, it makes, it makes complete sense. I mean, I think some people think that if they're not, you know, successful in a month or, you know, or, or, you know, figured it out in a month, then they have to quit it. Right. You know, it's like, right. it, it takes, it takes time. And I mean, and then I say successful, I mean, success is all whatever that person's yeah, interpretation yeah, of relative. success really is, you know? <laughs> so, um, what would you do differently? Like on that same note, you talk about, okay, you started Valley's back in 2015. Like if you could go back to the very beginning of this whole thing back in 2015. I mean, would you do anything differently between 2015 and 2019 when your dad came on board? I don't think so. I uh -huh. think that it was the right pace for me in that time and everything. I think I learned a lot with like building recipes and with starting to do weddings and I made mistakes and I learned. So I felt like the 2019 jump was the right time and the right situation. I think one thing that I would change from 2019 to now would um, just be that right now we're having a really hard time figuring out how to replicate our shops so that we can expand because right now I feel like we as owners have to be very involved. I mean, I'm, I'm there every day. My husband's involved every day. My parents are involved every day. And we would like to grow, but I mean, you can't have 20 shops and expect to be there every day. 
So figuring out kind of how to streamline things better so that we can hire managers who can take over and be able to run things smoothly. So I am trying to figure that out and do better with that so that we can continue to grow. But that has been a little bit of a challenge that we're working on. So maybe if, if listeners, maybe, maybe they have ideas on what they could even offer you and, and they should reach out to you with those suggestions, I guess. Huh? Yeah. 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 <laughs> and I've, I've looked at a lot of other businesses cause I've seen other businesses do it. And yeah. um, I think one difficulty is that cheesecakes are a little bit more difficult. They're temperamental and how to bake them. <laughs> and so not anyone can do it. Whereas, and I, this is not like, a negative thing in any way, but like, I think a cookie, almost anyone can bake that and that's pretty easy for it to work out. But cheesecakes, um, take a little bit more. Actual uh, skill maybe, right? Like an actual. Skill and yeah, training. And so we found that, yeah, finding the right people to bake is, has been a little bit of a challenge too. So. Now, where did you grow up? Did you grow up here in the Valley or Utah County? Or you, you mentioned, uh, Provo before where's home for you? So I grew up moving. I moved a lot in my childhood. I feel like Utah is home base because uh-huh. this is where my parents met. This is where I was born. And we've moved back to Utah several times. But I did grow up all over. Okay. Okay. No, that's a that's a that's a, a good good answer, you know. Um so I have a, a you know, a couple of standard like Salt Lake City related questions that I ask everybody that comes through here. Um, so of course we have to ask you. And when I say Salt Lake City, I I, I mean that the the valley, the area, you know, it, it, not just uh, Salt Lake City proper itself. But um, we we have family and friends that visit the area. They they come and visit us uh, for the weekend, and they're they're like, give us a tour, show us around, show us a few things. Is there a few things you would take people and show them? Yeah, yeah. Um, I definitely love the beauty of Utah as far as the nature and everything. And I think you can go pretty much anywhere and find it, which is so great. Mm-hmm. Um, we personally love, we love boating um, okay. up the canyon. So that's what we do a lot at Deer Creek. That's one thing we love to do. And then hiking. Um, we have three kids. We love to take them hiking. We try to go on the weekends um, and we try to go everywhere. We go down to Slate Canyon, Provo Canyon, go up to Cottonwood. Um, I just think, yeah, Utah's beautiful. And then my other big thing is food. I love eating. I love finding good restaurants and good treats. So that's something that I do try to do a lot. And I feel like this business has really helped me. Like I meet so many people and they're like, oh, you got to try this place. You got to try this place. So finding the locally owned places or other things has been really fun to go and eat and enjoy those things. Do you have one or two favorite local eating spots that you want to give a a shout out to, or, or, uh, I know that kind of <laughs> yeah. puts you on the spot there and like, Oh, you don't want to, you know, forget anybody. Right. You don't. Cause yeah, there's so many great places. Um, a couple favorites maybe or, or recent yeah, ones you've favorites. eaten at or. So one of my favorite dessert spots is the chocolate. I love their kazookis. I think they're so good. That one's really good. And then we recently tried, it's called Bluefish Sushi. sushi. <laughs> okay. I've, I've, I've um, heard the name tossed around. I haven't been there myself. Yeah, they're really good. So they're out in, I think it's West Jordan. If it's not South Jordan, it's pretty close to our other shop. But they have some more innovative types of sushi that's really good. So I love going there. I actually love Asian cuisine. So um, down in here in Orem, there's Asa Ramen. They're my favorite ramen spot. 
but yeah, I, I have a lot that I no, that's, to, so I hate to miss anybody. But sure. Those are some of my favorites. Is there anything you would change about the area, about Salt Lake City or the Valley or even Utah County? I mean, I know you're down in Utah County uh, as well. So, I mean, is there anything you would change? Like, let's say you had a magic wand or if you were the mayor or however you want to interpret that question. Um, one thing that comes to mind is maybe, and I don't want this to sound bad, but I think that maybe you could talk a little better with social awareness. So, I don't know. That's something that... Um, it's important to me and I, it's something that I try to support and I feel like I've had more opportunity with having a business as I can support different causes. Mm -hmm. Um, so I've been able to do that and I think sometimes Utah could be a little bit better with that. Now, as we kind of wind this uh, episode up a little bit, and as we kind of uh, close out here, let's talk about how people can you know, find you, your addresses of both of your locations. Uh, I mean, is there anything coming up this summer that you want to promote or anything? I, I don't know. But, uh, let, well, yeah. let's start with the addresses. What are your addresses of your stores? Okay, so Provo, we're located at 1394 North Freedom Boulevard. Okay. Under Alpine Village. And then our South Jordan location is 671 West, 106 South. Um, so it's just right off the freeway in South Jordan. Um, and is that kind of by R and R right there? Is isn't R and R right off of, or is that? I'm trying to think. Yeah, so it's across from Milligan's at like Gulf Place. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, so it's just on the west side. Um, and then yeah, just for people to know, for both shops, we do have cheesecakes ready to go for you guys to come try. You don't have to like order ahead or anything like that. And we do weekly flavors. So every Wednesday we change our flavors so you can try something new. And then we have classics that we have all the time. So you have stuff that you love that you can always come and get. So that's really fun. Um, and then we have some really fun stuff coming up actually in the next month. Okay. Um, Share those. Yeah. Yeah. So this week we are doing Christmas in July. So we'll have Christmas flavors, which obviously won't be back again until December. And then next week, we're doing Wizard Week. So we'll have Wizard Flavors, which last time was so popular. So everyone loved those ones. So starting next Wednesday, we'll have Wizard Flavors. And July 30th is National Cheesecake Day. So we do a big celebration for that. We give away free cheesecake at both locations. So people can come in. You don't have to buy anything. You can just come in and get free cheesecake. Um, that, that's like your perfect day. That's like your guys' yeah, day, National <laughs> Cheesecake Day. That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, so we like to celebrate that. Um, and then August, we start peach season. And so we have our peach flavor available for all of August. And everyone waits all year for that because that's one of our very best flavors. So we use fresh peaches from the orchards here in Utah. And that one's really awesome. Do you, do you ship these at all? I mean, that just sounds like a mess. But I know that people are <laughs> – I mean, people are shipping stuff like this all the time now, right? Right. I mean, are you doing that? So – we are trying so hard. Okay, okay, sorry. <laughs> I just about, thought of that in my head. I'm like, yeah, I wonder if you guys no, will smell these at all. We want to so bad. So we've done about five trials, and I think we're getting closer. But like you said, it can get a little messy because they do need to stay frozen. Otherwise, they're kind of... Well, yeah, cheesecakes don't seem to want to hold up yeah. very well if they're not in the fridge or freezer. Or <laughs> yeah, so we're getting really close. And so we're hoping in the next couple of months that we will be able to offer it because, yeah, we have a lot of people asking. So hopefully. So basically, if you're a listener and you, you have that desire, it doesn't hurt to ask you, I guess, right? Like, because maybe, yeah, maybe they might <laughs> listen to this six months down the road and you might have that capability. 
Yeah, and maybe uh, the more requests we get, it'll put a bigger fire under to get it figured out. <laughs> <laughs> well, very cool. I am so glad that I got an opportunity to chat with you today and get get to know you a little bit better and find out your story about your uh, awesome cheesecakes. Was there anything you were hoping we would chat about uh, before we completely wrap this up? Why the recorder's still going and stuff? I mean, anything um... you want to promote? I mean, I know we kind of just lightly touched everything, but I mean, the only thing that I could think of is let's bring you back through, you know, down the road. You know, a year or so down the road, see how things are going. Yeah, that would be awesome. Um, I think uh, one thing is just that we are family owned, and which is is awesome, by the way. It's our it's our livelihood, and not only that, it's our passion, and we really do care about people having a good experience. So, um, the only thing, other thing, is that we make everything in house. We use fresh, quality ingredients. We make like all our berry sauces. We make our caramel, we make our chocolate. So it's like we're not getting stuff out of a can or a jar. You know, we really want everything to be top of the line, delicious. And we want people to have a good experience. And if anyone ever does have a bad experience, because we're not perfect, we love for people to reach out. And so we can learn and do better. Um, And we have just felt so supported in Utah um, from followers, from customers, from the foodie scene. And so that's what's made our business possible. That's what's made us grow. And so I have just loved having a business here in Utah Valley and Salt Lake Valley. And I just have felt so supported and so grateful for just the area we're in and all our amazing people that we have here in Utah. All right. Many thanks to Momo Herman for joining me on this episode of the podcast. All of the links for Momo's Gourmet Cheesecake is at IamSaltLake.com slash 556. That's for episode 556. Head on over to the website, connect with Momo, let her know you heard her on the podcast. Go pick up some of these gourmet cheesecakes. I mean, they, they, uh, they're great for any occasion. Hey, are you part of our Facebook group community, the I Am Salt Lake community on Facebook? I'd love to have you part of the group. Uh, we have over like 2,100 members now. Everybody's invited as long as you don't spam the group. I mean, we're basically just talking about the podcast. We're talking about events in Salt Lake City and uh, what's going on and stuff. Just do a search for I Am Salt Lake Community uh, when you're on Facebook. Join the group and say hello. I'd love to uh, get to know you a little bit better. All right, don't forget, get in touch with me. Let me know what you think of the podcast. Let me uh, let me know if you have any real estate questions. I'd love to answer those for you. Or if you just want to say hello, my direct email is chris at IamSaltLake.com. All right, you guys have a great week. Get out and support local, and we'll see you on the next episode of the podcast. Bye now. <laughs>